You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino from the Draft Network, and I'm your host of Locked On Bills. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Happy Thursday to you. We've got to react to the Buffalo Bills schedule. It was made official on Wednesday evening, and I want to talk you through this schedule. And I have 14 different discussion points to get into today on the podcast. When I look at an NFL schedule, these are the 14 things that I consider, and so we are going to dig through all of them and really break down what the road ahead is for the Buffalo Bills in 2021. Let's start with the preseason games. The Bills have three preseason games under the new format. There's no longer four preseason games. There's 17 regular season games and three preseason games, and the Bills have a tour of of the NFC North. They travel to the Lions for week one of the preseason. Week two, they go to the Bears, and then they host the Packers to close out the preseason. Now, I don't think there's anything overly notable about any of those opponents, you know, in terms of what they present and what type of tune-ups they'll give the Bills, but I think there are some interesting things to note. In that Lions game, how about Jared Goff the former Rams quarterback. He got traded to the Lions. We'll get to see Jared Goff in a Lions uniform in his first ever snaps as a Detroit Lion. That will be interesting to me. The Chicago Bears, they have a rookie quarterback they took in the first round. They traded up to get Justin Fields out of Ohio State. It'll be interesting to see him. I'm sure we'll see him play two or three quarters of that football game. And so that's always fun when you get a chance to see the the highly regarded rookie quarterbacks in the preseason against your team. That'll be fun. Oh, by the way, the Bills have Mitchell Trubisky, the quarterback that was in place in Chicago that they took number two overall in the draft not that long ago. And I'm sure Trubisky's going to play, you know, a couple of quarters in that game. So that will be interesting. And then the Packers, you'll get a chance to see Jordan Love, the quarterback that pissed off Aaron Rodgers when they took him in the first round last year. And you know, didn't get a chance to play in 2020, obviously, with Aaron Rodgers being the MVP of the NFL. There was no room for you know, Jordan Love to get any reps, but I'm sure there's a lot of curiosity about this guy and what he brings to the table. And so in that last preseason game, I'm betting we'll see two or three quarters of Jordan Love. So it's not that there's anything overly interesting about playing the Lions, Bears, or Packers in terms of the opponent and what type of warm-up games they will be. There is a lot of intrigue when it comes to the quarterbacks that the Bills will be facing, and I think that will be very fun. Now, from the Bills' perspective in the preseason, just kind of a bird's-eye talking point, I want to mention there's a lot of players on this football team that are going to benefit from having preseason games. A lot of players that were rookies last year and young players last year new to the football team that you know they've been around, but we really don't know where they are in their development and what they're capable of, and that preseason stretch is going to be critical for a lot of players. I have a list that I want to read off to you real quick here as we talk about the preseason from the Bills angle, and that's Jake Fromm, quarterback, right? I mean, they drafted this guy in the fifth round after a pretty good career at Georgia. I think he's very limited, but 
sure would like to see him play a little bit, and obviously last year he didn't have that opportunity, um, and I hope he doesn't have the opportunity to play again this year in the regular season. But giving yourself some type of game reps to evaluate this guy is going to be really important. How about wide receiver Isaiah Hodgins? Rookie last year, uh, was injured, wound up not playing at all. Would like to gauge where he's at. I think preseason will be great for him. Tommy Stevens, the tight end, as he's coming back from the heart condition that forced him to miss all of last year. I want to see Mitchell Trubisky run the Bills offense. That'll be fun. Christian Wade and Antonio Williams in the backfield. I think we're all anxious to see Christian Wade on the football field again and see where he's at after, you know, kind of just being a practice squad player and learning the game for a couple of seasons. You know, does he have that same sizzle he did back in 2019 and has developed more football acumen and, and be able to execute more football things on the field? I'm anxious to see it. How about Daryl Johnson? Tyrell Dodson, the linebacker. Andre Smith, the linebacker. Jaquan Johnson at safety. And, of course, Dane Jackson at corner. While there's all the intrigue with the Bills rookies, and you know that's always big for preseason, how the rookies perform. How about some of the non-rookies that didn't get that preseason last year or other young players that didn't get game reps in the preseason to, to show anything? I think this is going to be great for those football players. The next thing I want to dig into is the opening game and the opening stretch of games. The Bills start the season by hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers in week one. And I think I saw that the Bills are favored by six points. The early lines coming out that the Bills are expected to win this game by a touchdown. And um, I like this matchup for the Bills in week one. I've had some pretty strong takes about this Steelers team. A lot of criticism I've had to this Steelers team. And obviously, if you want to hear more of my takes about the NFL outside of the Buffalo Bills, check out the Draft Dudes podcast, a daily podcast on the NFL, NFL draft and college football, where I really extend our conversation beyond the Buffalo Bills like we do in this podcast. But um, I've talked a lot about the Steelers, and I'm on record saying that if Mike Tomlin keeps his streak of consecutive winning seasons intact with this Steelers team, it'll be his best coaching work ever. Because I have major questions about Ben Roethlisberger and where he's at and how he looks so physically deficient last year and just the way he played the game and how quickly he got the ball out of his hands. I mean, he looked like a shell of himself. I have low expectations for Ben Roethlisberger. This offensive line is in shambles. They don't have an, a, a rusher opposite of T.J. Watt like they have in the past in Bud Dupree. Their cornerback situation without Steven Nelson and Mike Hilton is definitely uh, you know in decline. So those are critical areas of the team when it comes to offensive line, edge rusher, corner, and quarterback that I have question marks about. And I don't think Pittsburgh's been honest about where they are as a football team and where they are in their life cycle. Their window has passed them by. But they're holding on to the possibility that somehow Ben Roethlisberger finds the fountain of youth? I mean, did you watch this guy play the last six games last year? I don't think there's any chance he bounces back. I have very low expectations for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I fully understand why the Bills are favored like they are already in this game. I think it's a great opponent for week one. Now, that opening stretch of game, those first four games, they take on Pittsburgh at home, then they travel to Miami, they host the Washington football team, and then they host the Houston Texans. Three of those first four games at home 
uh, which you like to see. You like to see that opportunity to start the season hot. I do think Washington's a, duff, a difficult football team. I mean, their their defense is going to be really good. It might be the best defense that the Bills face all year. Dynamic front seven. They added William Jackson to that cornerback situation. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback. Got some nice weapons in Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel. Logan Thomas is coming on as a tight end. Antonio Gibson's a good football player. I mean, Washington's going to be a tough game. And then you have the Houston Texans, which I think is the most easy-to-identify win on the schedule. So I think the Bills have a manageable first four games. I think there's a good chance they can go 4-0, at worst 3-1. and Certainly traveling to Miami is difficult in September. It's going to be hot, and that's a team that won 10 games last year, added some nice pieces this offseason. But for the most part, I think it's a manageable stretch of games to start the season, and I like that they have three of the first four at home. So that opening stretch and that opening game, I think, stack up pretty favorably for the Bills. The next thing that I look at when I talk about schedules is the bye week. The Bills' bye week in 2021 comes in week seven, and that's the second earliest week the Bills could have had a bye week. The earliest bye weeks this year are coming in week six. The latest is in week 14. I wish it was a little bit later, but after that stretch of games at Kansas City and at Tennessee, the Bills might be glad that bye week exists, an opportunity to kind of reset, evaluate where they are, after playing a couple of the uh, the better teams in the AFC and obviously the Chiefs being the cream of the crop when it comes to the AFC. So it's an early bye week, but I guess if it has to come early, you're glad it comes after playing at Kansas City and at Tennessee in prime time. The next thing that I like to look at when evaluating a schedule is the rest advantages, disadvantages, and when the Bills have short weeks and when they face other teams that are coming off of short weeks. So there are some things to dig into here. First of all, the Bills don't face any team this year that is coming off of a bye week. That's great. Nobody has that full extra week, that bye week, to prepare for the Buffalo Bills. Zero teams coming off a bye on the Bills' schedule. The Bills get extra rest for the Dolphins game in Week 8, a home game. So they have you know, the Week 5, Week 6, Kansas City, Tennessee, back-to-back, a bye week, And that first game coming out of the bye is the Miami Dolphins, their second date with the Miami Dolphins. They'll be done with the Dolphins by week eight. And at that point in time, they won't even have played the Jets or the Patriots. So uh, it's the Dolphins early in the schedule and then Jets and Patriots later when it comes to divisional games. So the Bills get extra rest for week eight against Miami. They also get extra rest in week 13 coming out of Thanksgiving. So the Bills face in week 12, Thursday night football, Thanksgiving night, they play at the New Orleans Saints, and then they have an extended period of time, not playing again until Monday night football on December 6th against the New England Patriots. And that's the Bills' first date with the Patriots all year. So that's definitely an advantage for Buffalo. Thursday night against the Saints, week 12, November 25th, and then they don't play until 11 days later against the New England Patriots. So that is definitely a rest and preparation and advantage for Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills for their first game against the New England Patriots in 2021. 
Now, there's a couple of opportunities that other teams have where they have that extended time, where they play on Thursday before facing the Bills um, on Sunday, where the Bills have seven days of rest and and they have 10 because they played on Thursday night football. The first comes against the Houston Texans. So the Houston Texans plays on Thursday night football in week three, and then they come to Buffalo in week four. So Houston is going to have a rest advantage against the Bills in week four. And then the Jets. The Jets play Thursday night football in week nine before hosting the Bills in week 10. So there are no games against teams coming off of a bye, but there are two games against teams that are coming off of Thursday night football that will have three days of extra rest to prepare for the Buffalo Bills and the Houston Texans and the New York Jets. The Bills also have a short week against uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they face the New England Patriots Monday night football in week 13, and then they travel to Tampa Bay in week 14. So the Bills will have a rest disadvantage when they take on Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. So that's another thing to be mindful of when we discuss rest advantages, disadvantages, and short weeks. RockAuto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need over at rockauto.com. So we've been doing this contest so far throughout the month of May where you have a chance to win a Buffalo Bills jersey of your choice. And the way you do that is by... Doing the following. There's going to be 21 episodes of Locked On Bills in the month of May. I have a nine-word sentence that I will periodically drop the next word of throughout the month. After I've delivered all nine words, you will have the full sentence, and when you have it, you can send me an email to joe at thedraftnetwork.com with the full sentence correctly written, and you will be entered into a drawing, and the winner receives the Bills jersey of their choice. I released the first word on Monday, May 3rd, And the last word is coming on May 27th. The other seven words will be released at random throughout the month, so you'll need to keep track of the words so you can correctly submit the sentence and be entered into the drawing. I'm going to do the drawing on Instagram Live on June 2nd, which is my birthday. So you'll have from May 27th after that episode is published and that final word is delivered until June 1st at 10 p.m. Eastern Time to send me the email with the full sentence to be entered into the drawing, which will be done live on Instagram, and you could follow me on Instagram. My handle is the underscore Joe Marino. The idea here is to have fun with the most loyal listeners that tune in daily. So hit me up if you have any questions, and without further ado, I'm going to deliver the fourth word, which is logo, L-O-G-O, the fourth word, is logo. And like I said last time, early guesses are not going to help you. There's no advantage. 
I've gotten a lot of submissions where people are just giving me a nine-word sentence that is a pure guess. Just wait until you have all of the words. Send me an email, and you'll be entered into the drawing once you have correctly delivered the sentence. So there you have it. The fourth word is logo. Let's get back to talking about this schedule. So we've hit several talking points. we got a bunch more to get to. The next one is where do the Bills face the really good quarterbacks, right? I mean, this is a quarterback-driven league. Where do you have to face the really good ones on the schedule? And I'll be honest, there's not a whole lot of them. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes in week five. You've got Tom Brady in week 14. Those are really good, but what else? I mean, you got Ryan Tannehill in week six. Are we going to put Matt Ryan in this conversation in week 17? Carson Wentz in week 11 after the disastrous season that he had in Philadelphia? I think the Bills stack up really favorably when it comes to the quarterback matchup each and every week. You have Mahomes, you have Brady, and then in every single game the Bills play the rest of the way, the other 15 games on the schedule, the Bills have a markedly better quarterback in Josh Allen than what they're going to be facing. So from a quarterback's perspective, I really like the way that this stacks up, especially when you have 17 on your team. How about the primetime games? The Bills have four primetime games on the schedule. The first one is week five at Kansas City, Sunday night football. You figured that was going to be a primetime game, an AFC championship game rematch. Uh, Big game for the Bills, big measuring stick. Bills weren't competitive in either game against Kansas City last year. And if Buffalo is going to reach their goals, if they're going to not stall out when they eventually face Kansas City in the playoffs, this is a big one. So that's the first primetime game at Kansas City, Sunday Night Football in Week 5. The very next week is their next primetime appearance, Monday Night Football at Tennessee in Nashville. That'd be a fun game to go to. I mean, come on now. Nashville's a fun city. Monday Night Football, Bills-Titans, that's uh, that's going to be a good one. And then the Bills have the bye week after that. Then they don't have a primetime game until Week 12. Thursday Night Football, Thanksgiving night against the New Orleans Saints. So that Dallas thing was pretty fun a couple years ago, watching Tredavious White and Josh Allen munch on a turkey leg after dismantling the Dallas Cowboys. Be fun to do it again. I will say that uh, I generally like my Thanksgiving without having a Bills game to be mindful of, you know, just watching other football and not having the stress that comes with the Bills playing and having to accommodate that into what is a very busy day with, you know, my family and the wife's family that we need to go see. But rest assured, come 820, I'll be dialed into the Bills and Saints and ready to deliver a podcast uh, late on Thanksgiving night. So um, that's the Bills' third preseason game, another Thanksgiving date, this time in New Orleans. And then the very next week, the Bills host the New England Patriots in Week 13, Monday Night Football in Orchard Park. So the Bills have four scheduled primetime games, and they come back-to-back, right? Week 5, Week 6, Week 12, Week 13. Now, there's an opportunity later in the schedule for things to be flexed. 
if things are tight and there's playoff implications and they want to get the Bills on primetime, that's certainly a possibility. And we also have to keep in mind that uh, that Panthers game in Week 15 could be Saturday or Sunday, December 18th or 19th. And if it winds up being on the 18th, you can see that being the nightcap uh, and being another primetime appearance. But right now the Bills have four primetime games, and I'm somewhat surprised that they didn't get five. When you look at the list of teams that did get five primetime games, the Bills certainly belong in this list, in my opinion. Green Bay, New Orleans, Dallas, Seattle, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, the Rams, 49ers, Chiefs, and Buccaneers. I mean, how are the Bills not in that group? How? They are in the bucket with the Bears, Vikings, Raiders, and Colts with four primetime games. How on earth are they not in the five? How is Pittsburgh in the five category? How is the 49ers in the five category? The Saints without Drew Brees. Dallas is coming off an abysmal season. I know that they have the national you know, brand in the Dallas Cowboys, but the Bills deserved to be in that top tier. So I will say that. I prefer Sunday at 1 o'clock, so don't get me wrong. I'm not like upset, but... If you earn primetime games, I don't know what the Bills could have done to uh, do more last year and be part of that exclusive five primetime game category. Instead, they're in a four tier with Chicago, Minnesota, the Raiders, and Colts. Unbelievable. The next thing I look at for the Bills are the hot weather games. So the Bills had three games in the state of Florida this year, at Miami, at Jacksonville, and at Tampa Bay. I think it falls pretty favorably. They take on the Dolphins in week two, September 29th. It's going to be hot. That's going to be difficult. But I will say the Bills looked pretty good in week two at Miami last year, right? Uh, Remember uh, Josh Allen hooking up with uh, John Brown for that big touchdown pass late in the game, and Josh Allen's doing the air guitar at Hard Rock Stadium. Come on now. You guys remember that? So I think the Bills can do it, but there's no mistake about it. It's going to be hot down there in South Florida in middle in mid September. Now the other Florida games, not too bad, right? Jacksonville in week nine. That's November seventh. It shouldn't be too hot, right? Then they have Tampa Bay in week fourteen, which is in December, and it's an afternoon game, four twenty five. So I think the Bills did pretty well when it comes to avoiding scorching hot football games in the state of Florida, you know, or outdoors and in other locations where it could be toasty outside. Outside of that Miami game, but um, I guess that's just the way it is. Not too bad. The next thing I look at are the non-1 p.m. Eastern time kickoffs. Folks, the Bills have 11 1 p.m. Eastern time Sunday kickoffs. 11 of 17 games are Sunday at 1 o'clock. And potentially 12 out of 17 with the Panthers game in week 15 potentially being a Sunday 1 o'clock game. So... If you like the Sunday 1 o'clock games, you should be pretty happy because 11 of 17 are scheduled to be in that time slot. The next thing that I look at is the distribution of home and away games. Three of the Bills' first four games are at home, and three of the last four games are at home, including the last two. Now, there is a stretch in the middle of the year where the Bills don't really play at home very much at all. Only three of the middle nine games are at home, and the Bills have a stretch where they only play one home game 
in a six-week stretch from October 10th until November 14th. So I guess I like it this way, starting with a home-heavy slate, ending with a home-heavy slate, but the Bills will have to get comfortable playing away from Orchard Park in the middle of the season. Now, I will say, if you look at that closing stretch of games, those final two hosting the Atlanta Falcons and the New York Jets, if for some reason the Bills are in a dicey situation where they have to have those games to you know win the division or for seeding purposes, it's pretty favorable, right? It's not like you're facing Kansas City and Tennessee those last two games. It's Atlanta and, and the Jets, the teams that were picking you know two and four in the NFL draft and have new head coaches. So um, pretty pleased about the way that that stacks up. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and the UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We got more to get to. We got a lot more to talk about with this schedule. How about the tough stretches on the schedule? I think the Bills have two daunting stretches of games. That that week three to week eight, all things considered, that stretch can be a little bit difficult. The Washington football team in week three, I think they're the favorites to win the NFC East. I, I think a lot of what they have cooking in Washington. Then you have Houston, but then it's at Kansas City, at Tennessee, and then you take on the Miami Dolphins. I mean... That's four out of five games there I think are pretty challenging, including your most challenging game of the season at Kansas City. The Bills lost three games last year in the regular season. Kansas City, Tennessee, and the fluke ending of the the Cardinals game. So they have the opportunity to avenge two of their losses right there, but they still have to do it. So I think that first stretch of daunting games is Washington, Houston, Kansas City, Tennessee, Miami. The next stretch, I think, that's a little bit dicey is week 11 through 16. I can see these games going a lot of different ways. I'm not overly high on the Colts, Saints, and Patriots, but I will say that those are really well-coached football teams. Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, Frank Reich, I mean, those are good teams. And then you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week 14. Then you have Carolina, and then it's the Patriots again. So I could be convinced that there's only one playoff team in that stretch, but you have really well-coached teams in that stretch of Colts, Saints, Patriots, Bucks, Panthers, Patriots again. To me, those are the two stretches on the schedule where I say, wow, those – those are kind of the defining stretches where you need to prove it, right? Again, I, the 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 Bucks might be the only 
playoff team that I just talked about in that week 11 to 16 stretch. But the coaching across those games should be really, really good. How about the rookie quarterbacks on the schedule? Now, obviously, it's a little bit difficult to forecast when the rookies are going to start. But we do know that first-round rookie quarterbacks eventually take over the team. And there's going to be some chances for the Bills to face some rookies. Potentially as early as week four against the Houston Texans where they took Davis Mills with their top pick out of Stanford. I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to be around this year. They have Terod Taylor, but they're coming off of an extended break there, right? I already told you about this. They're they're playing on Thursday Night Football the week before. It'll be a nice long stretch that they could hand the keys over to Davis Mills. Trevor Lawrence in week nine with the Jacksonville Jaguars, the number one overall pick. And then Zach Wilson in week 10 and week 18 with the Jets. And Mac Jones week 13 and week 18 with the Patriots. I think by week 13, we can expect Mac Jones to be the quarterback for the Patriots. So I think it's very likely that the Bills will have five games against rookie quarterbacks this year and potentially as high as six. And then you factor in a couple games against Tua Tungavailoa, a second-year quarterback, and and the Bills face a lot of young guys when it comes to uh, quarterbacks. So that's a a really interesting storyline that we kind of talked about earlier in terms of the Bills not necessarily facing a ton of elite quarterbacks, but on the flip side, they are facing a lot of really young guys. The next thing that I want to mention is where can the Bills make runs? Where can they stack wins? To me, right off the bat, go 4-0 to start the year. Pittsburgh, Miami, Washington, Houston. Go win all four of them. And go into that stretch against Kansas City and Tennessee at worst coming out of that being 4-2. But I think the Bills have a real opportunity to go claim victories in all four of those games to start the schedule. Then I look at uh, at the end. Carolina, New England, Atlanta, and the Jets to close out the season. Go win all four of those. You do that, you win the first four and the last four, that's eight wins. That's a pretty good spot to be, especially when you look at that schedule and you see Jacksonville in there. There's your ninth win. I mean, Indy at home, a couple against the Patriots. You got the Jets again. You'll be in business. If the Bills go 4-0 in the first four and 4-0 in the last four, they are going to be in business. And then I would say the stretch of games between Tennessee and New England. So coming out of the bye, you've got Miami, Jacksonville, the New York Jets, Indianapolis Colts, New Orleans Saints, and the New England Patriots. Those six games right there, I could be convinced that none of them are against playoff teams. I mentioned earlier that there's some good coaches there in Frank Reich and Sean Payton and and, uh, Bill Belichick. But I think the Bills will probably be favored in every single one of those games. Go win them. Go win them. Do it or don't, right? Remember that from last year? Do it or don't. So the Bills will have their opportunity to do that. The next thing that I look at is the closing stretch. We've kind of already talked about this. The last four games of the season, 
hosting the Carolina Panthers at New England, hosting the Falcons, hosting the Jets. If for some reason you need to go on a run late in the in the season to reach a certain seating in the playoffs or clinch the division, I like how that stacks up. And the last thing that I want to mention are the things that I wish were different about the schedule. I would say the first thing is that I wish the Bills played Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and the Jets earlier in the season. Every single one of the games that I just mentioned, including both Jets games, come in the second half of the schedule, week nine on. And the reason that I mentioned those teams is because there's a lot of newness with them, whether it's a new coach, a new quarterback, a lot of turnover on the roster. And to me, you want to catch those teams early in the season as opposed to later in the season where they kind of find their stride and, and know what type of team they're going to be. I want to catch them before they get there. So right off the bat, the number one thing that I wish was different is that Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, and the Jets were earlier games on the schedule instead of all of them coming in the in the back half. Number two is that I wish that the Bills played at Miami later in the season. Week two, September 19th, it's going to be hot. And like we talked about, I mean, that doesn't mean the Bills can't win the game, but it certainly makes it tougher. And it's certainly an environment that Miami is more accustomed to being in than the Bills. So you have to go to Miami. You wish it was later in the season. And you certainly wish that you played Miami at your place later in the season. They come on Halloween, October 31st. Let's get Tua. Let's get Tua in Western New York in December or January. So I think the Dolphins really lucked out on this. They get to bring Buffalo to their place in their home opener in week two, and they avoid a late season trip to Orchard Park where it's going to be cold. So the Dolphins definitely, I think, got the uh, the favorable result when it comes to where and when those matchups with the Bills come. And the last thing that I'll mention is that I wish the bye week was a little bit later. You know, the, the Bills are going to play six games, have a bye week, and then they're going to play 11, right? Potentially more, right? With the playoffs, only one team gets a bye, right? So you're probably looking at, if you want to go to the Super Bowl, I mean, you're going you're to have to play like 14 weeks in a row. 11, and then you have the wild card, that's 12. Divisional, 13. Championship game, 14. 14 weeks in a row you have to play. Then you have a buy into the Super Bowl. So if the Bills go to the Super Bowl this year, or they go to the AFC Championship game, it's going to be 14 consecutive weeks. And I, I don't think that's ideal. All right, folks, I have broken down the bill schedule from every angle. That's everything that I have to say about how it stacks up, the things that I look at when I talk about a schedule and, and, and analyze a schedule. And so I hope you enjoyed this. I really do think we broke it down from every single angle. And obviously, it will it will bleed into our conversations the rest of the offseason as we now know how the games stack and uh, you know where the, the difficult stretches are and all the dynamics that are the Bills 2021 
schedule. So I hope you enjoyed this. Tomorrow I have a good one for you. Chris Trapasso from CBS, the NFL draft analyst there. He's going to be on Locked on Bills to talk about the Bills 2021 draft class. And he's got some strong opinions. In fact, he's not a big fan of the Greg Rousseau pick. So listen to us discuss that and all the other Bills selections and our overall thoughts on the draft on tomorrow's podcast. Don't miss it. Make sure you're subscribed, rate, review, and share the podcast. And I look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow.